Friday. It's the Fan Morning Show. Sportsnet, 590 fan, Jesse and Ailish and Canada Basketball. That's all you need to know. We're watching it live. If you're up, 4.40 a.m. We had a lot of social media traction at that hour. Welcome to the grind, folks. Yes. Uh, we were both talking about how we were consuming it. First of all, we, we gave everyone a heads up. We were going to be watching it, like driving in. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a spicy situation. So I do have to say, give the update of where we're at because right now the game is on. You can turn on a Sportsnet. Uh, we will take you through the final half of this game. Well, Canada was down 13 going into the third quarter, which is rather familiar territory for mm-hmm. them at this tournament, considering they've started slow pretty much uh, every game. But they are currently down eight with 5:45 left in the third quarter. I think the big story of this game for sure, Ailish, so far has been foul trouble. Oh, has it ever? Uh, everybody is in foul trouble. It seems like Shea Gilchrist-Alexander with just a, a a poor decision before mm-hmm. the end of the half to pick up his third foul. Uh, Dylan Brooks just had his fourth. Yes, his unfortunate. fourth and five and you're done and yep. he's still in the game. A lot of others at two or three, uh, even Serbia with a couple as well. So that has been the story of the first half of this game. Uh, but if there's a team that has fought back throughout this tournament, it has been Canada. Um, they're, they're clawing their way slowly. So there is, uh, there is a glimmer of hope. It has not been a pretty basketball game. Not by any stretch. It has been, and I, I'm not exaggerating, there's not been two possessions in a row without a whistle and a foul. It is slow. It is a slog fest. Everything is getting called. That's FIBA basketball. But, I mean, I can't agree with everything that's been called. No. Um, I definitely cannot say that I agree with that. Um, but it's slow. It's possession, possession, foul, review. Possession, foul, review. So the game might be going on for another hour or two because it's been a slow one. Uh, but Canada down nine now, and uh, we'll keep you updated. But, yeah, SGA... Five points. Had five points at the half. Is Still he? has five points. Five points. Yeah. Uh, averaging 25-26 this tournament. He's obviously been Canada's best player. He's been one of the best players at the entire tournament. Probably mm-hmm. the best. Certainly needs to turn it on. Third quarter Shea has been something we've seen all tournament long. So the clock is ticking a little bit. Now the winner of this will obviously go to the gold medal game and play either Germany or United States. Germany is the only undefeated team left. That will actually be at 8.30 and catch that on Sportsnet as well. Uh, our panel was here bright and early. I saw Dan tweeting out the 2 a.m. alarm. I know yeah. Danielle Michaud is also up around probably even earlier. But Dan did the, the one alarm like you. No, you didn't he need multiple. He's a pro. Just uh, 2.45 wake up and just get up. Out of bed. That's it. I was, I was very impressed by. So by I was I driving in yeah. and I, I have to admit, definitely uh-huh. broke the traffic uh, rules. I was streaming the game on my cellular device. A lot of data, but that's okay. While driving. Necessary. Yeah. Hooked it up to the Bluetooth though. So I was listening. Yeah. Um, Same. Might have used like the the console in front of you as like a place to hold my cell phone while I was driving. You don't have like a, a regular thing that you just stick your phone on? No, I just got a new car. I haven't uh, purchased one of those yet. So touche. instead of looking at the the speed that I was driving, I was looking at the game. Yeah. You know what? That's dangerous. Guys, it's not uh, even 5 a.m. No, on the road. No I didn't see one other car, and I'll I'll admit it. You can't get me now. You yeah. can't catch me now. <laughs> I, was, I, uh, I was just cruising around by myself um, on University Avenue. You didn't see another car. Yeah, it, it's... Don't worry. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. But, I'll I mean, put myself on blast. 
It was uh, it was a luxury listening to to Dan and Alvin. Like, what a world we live in in 2023 that we can just throw it on it's our beautiful. phones and hear Dan and Alvin and like watch the game while you're driving, which is, uh, do do not recommend by any stretch of the imagination. No. Uh, there wasn't a single if car on the road. If I got pulled over, fine, the cop but... would understand. I'm in my Shea Gilgis Alexander Canada jersey I driving. Think so. I think I could have found my way through it. I don't think so. As at someone all. that's never got a uh, what? Yep. What? I've never got a parking. I'm sorry. I've got a parking infraction. I've never got a driving. I've never got a ticket. Nothing. What? I am an upstanding citizen, so I'm allowed to have a day like this where okay, I okay. Hold on. We got to we got to dig a little deeper into this. So, have you been pulled over ever? Yes. And you have Twice. talked your way out of it. Twice, and it was like the scariest thing ever. Right. Yeah. It is very intimidating, but you just talked your way I out know. of it. I was just smooth operator. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't see that. Yeah, I've tried that before. I, didn't I think they see upped the, the ticket. Speed limit. No, not nearly as smooth. <laughs> Fluttering my eyelashes. No, seriously. And, and both times that happened. My wife cries. It's oh, just like instant cry, yeah. and she never gets ticket either. I can't. I don't think so in unfair. the last six years it's happened. So I was also like a little younger and probably like I just got my driver's license. Well, don't jinx it. I, I yeah, hope for your sake that uh, yeah, no watching uh, the phone yeah, on the way it home. It won't happen again. Yeah, unless there's the gold medal game, yeah. but that'll be I'll be on my couch in the morning. Right. Um, all right. So Canada down. Um, oh, they're making it close here. So sixty three fifty six. Serbia is really good. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, Serbia is um, a bunch of big, strong, physical dudes. Yep. And Canada is probably more like athletic and quick. Um, and but Serbia is so hard to play against. Yeah. No my, wonder they're at this point in the tournament and they don't even have their best worldly player. My buddy, Jokic. my buddy, Josh, who listens to the show every, every morning. Oh, um, thanks Josh. Whether I'm here or not uh, huge basketball guy and, and wrote Serbia's faster, better defensively, better shot making craftier, share the ball better, move without the ball better. He's a big basketball guy. Yeah. And that's pretty much that's everything you need things. to know. Like, they, I feel like Canada has some fast guys, but I'm not seeing it. They do, saying. and one of the things that they've really been good at throughout the tournament is getting out in transition, and the mm. only problem with that is that Serbia's been better at it, like mm. significantly better at it in this game. They just are so good at staying in their lanes and opening up space that way, and, and when you're in foul trouble, like, how do you how do you guard these guys? Mm-hmm. Like, Canada's, their best asset is their defense, Lou Dort, Dylan Brooks, Chagos, Alexander, and you can't guard these guys because you're getting called for fouls. Like Dylan Brooks, one more foul, he is out of we the game in that. the third quarter. He has been the the reason Canada, besides Shea as well. Yeah, the the reason Canada is at this point in the tournament, there there has to be uh, that level of intensity from Dylan Brooks. But somehow you're going to have to stay in this game and not get one more foul. It's pretty tough. For sure. If there's a silver lining here to them being down, it's that they have been in this Mm -hmm. spot before, right? Against Spain, they were down 12 going into the fourth quarter. They were down seven with less than four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And we're currently two minutes left in the third and they're down seven. So it's not the end of the world, but... They really haven't gone on any kind of sustained run at this point in Serbia. I don't is think now they've been ahead and, ev- uh, and one. So. I don't think they've been ahead ever in the game. No, they've kept pulling a little closer and closer, but uh, haven't been able to close that gap. Uh, it looks like Kelly Olynyk and Dylan Brooks both on the bench now with four. So not great. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Well, I do not want to be doing play by play for the next hour, but we'll definitely keep you in the loop on how Canada's faring. Uh, two minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, lots of basketball back. Uh, lots of basketball to be played. And I 
believe Canada probably has a little bit in the back of their mind that we've done this before. We can do this again. Okay. Uh, Lions Chiefs. Well, the NFL season started last night. Wow, how did it ever? A little bit of a dud, though. I mean... Until the, were, until the fourth. Yeah, if you were anticipating the over a 40-whatever, 40-whatever score. Oh, who was anticipating the you. over? What? <laughs> no, I don't remember that. You were all over it. Um, <laughs> I mean... The Detroit Lions, folks, people are saying, people are talking. There was all this buzz about the Lions. Yeah, there was. And they're undefeated to start the season. They beat the Super Bowl champs on their banner night. Patrick Mahomes in front of a jam-packed stadium. I don't know. Get your futures bets for the Detroit Lions, Jesse. A little too, maybe too little too late because uh, they're, they're, they're probably the be favorites at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're going to be pricey. Uh, shout out John Morosi. He was on the show yesterday and predicted the Nailed Lions. It. Uh, would win. He said, what, 24 21 and close. ended up being 21 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the question coming into that game is like, who, did the Lions really win it or no. were the Chiefs just like total crap? Because like, the, I, I don't, I don't think I remember a single game by a receiver that I've seen that was worse than what Kadarius Tony gave Let us. Let me last tell night. you how bad Kadarius yeah. Tony's night was because yeah. I wrote this down to be sure. Um, finishes with. One single receiving yard. Yeah. Negative one rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Four drops. One of those drops leading to the pick six in a game where Kansas City lost by one point. That was a perfect throw. Yep. It was like his hands turned into <laughs> bricks. <laughs> it's a receiver in the NFL. And, and granted, he's coming back from surgery, so he hasn't been ramped up properly. Buddy, I think does, I could have got one receiving yard. I agree. And you could have made that catch. 100%. Negative I could have made that catch. one receiving yards. Yeah. Uh, Rushing yards, I mean, uh, probably legitimately one of the most brutal performances from someone that you're going to have to have step up. And when you ask if the Chiefs lost this or the Lions won, I don't want to take anything away from the Lions because they showed some promise. Like, we'll get to them. Yeah. But the Chiefs know coming in, you don't have Travis Kelsey. And if that's the way you're going to play for X amount of weeks, if Travis Kelsey's out another week, two weeks, you need somebody to step up. And Patrick Mahomes was rattled after the game. He came out and he kind of blew up his team saying it was an embarrassing loss. People need to step up. Like, it's kind of bulletin board material. Like, you know, you lose the Lions. You kind of get embarrassed. You do get embarrassed on your on your banner night. You don't have one of the best players in the league. Yeah, there's excuses to be made there, but you are also a team that should be able to find a little depth. And it was... It was a tough look into a Kelsey list team and a Chris Jones list team. Mm-hmm. And if that's the way this is going to go for another, even another two, three weeks, it, it'll be tough sledding. Like they're going to have to find a way to have somebody else receive the ball. Well, Kelsey has two more years on his contract. He's probably thinking like, I wish my contract was done now. I could just walk into the front office and be like, can you give me one Billion dollars, like after like that Dr. game, yeah. <laughs> because like million dollars. Mahomes was just—it it felt like he was just searching for the like, who is going to be the guy to help me out to bail me out here. And he, eleven different receivers made catches for the Kansas City Chiefs last night, and Mahomes just couldn't find the guy that he could rely on when it mattered. Like so mm-hmm. many, how many people, even this year, like we've, we've both had fantasy drafts. How many people thought? Sky Moore was going to be that Good guy. Good thing I had him on my bench last night. Right. Because that was pathetic. He was almost as bad as Kadarius Tony. I might just DFA him. You, you, you might have to. <laughs> like, the question honestly is, moving forward for the Chiefs with Kadarius Tony, like, does he make it to next week? That, yes. is, actu- that is actually... They don't, who, 
I mean, who else is going to Well, Kelsey, Kelsey has, I guess, 10 days, he has 10 days to heal, and the chances are he's going to be back for week two. And you have to seriously ask yourself here, like, the, they brought Tony over from the Giants. Mm-hmm. Wasn't working out there. I, I do think you have to ask yourself, like, can we afford another performance like that from him? Who do they play next week? Let's look. I got it. Uh, Chiefs schedule. I yeah, mean, so. They, it's, they play the Jags. Yeah, I mean that's a tough game too. <laughs> Jags are probably going to win this out. So I, yeah, it was it was a bizarre performance from the Chiefs. And yeah, let's let's give some flowers to the Detroit Lions, who I actually thought watching the game, Alish, that Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, were almost losing them the game by not giving the ball to Jameer Gibbs mm-hmm. enough. Well, that was the whole storyline coming in. We were going to put a billion props on Jimmy. That was really, and it's not because I have him in fantasy, but I I do have to say like every time the guy touched the ball, he was electric, Mm -hmm. but the way the coaching staff wants to do it is they just want to, like they want David Montgomery, the veteran who they brought in. Who I have on my fantasy. Right. (laughs) They want him to eat. Like they want him to chew clock. They want to run him up the middle. They want to get him behind that offensive line that is spectacular among the best in the National Football League. And they want to, at least for the time being, use Jameer Gibbs as sort of the electric outside guy that comes in as a change of pace, which I think is an interesting strategy because based on what I saw from Jameer Gibbs last night, the guy is going to be a star. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to figure out a game plan, but it worked. It worked last night. Like everything about the Lions last night was great. How about Chris Jones in the stands? Do you think that was weird? 100% 100% was weird. He's like, I haven't had any communication with the front office, but I'm like, sitting, sitting there watching in the, the stands. Game. I was like, if you come to the game, don't be like visible. <laughs> yeah. Be hiding somewhere. Yeah. The camera just showed there are weird reports too. It's, it is strange. Like, and so we'll have Charles Davis on our Friday morning guest, literally my best friend. Yeah. Uh, we'll have him on at You're 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. You don't know Charles Davis. Like I know Charles Davis is our guy, our Friday morning guy. He brings so much joy to my life. He does seem like a, a really, He's really nice, kind soul. Don't mess it up when you talk to him. I won't. I'll, I'll be on my best behavior we'll have him for at you. 7 a.m. Uh, Sarah Nurse will join us at 7.30. Michael Grange, after he gets off this panel, hopefully Canada finds a way to make this worth the 4 a.m. wake up for many. Uh, and then BNS. <laughs> 2.45 for Dan. Ben Nicholson-Smith at the end of our show. Uh, but yeah, kind of strange about Chris Jones. Um, well, not even kind of. Definitely strange what's going on there. Contract and discussions have just stopped. Um, when you go watch a game, I mean, I, I don't blame him for going to watch, but it just felt weird to see this guy in the stands when he should be on the field. Yeah, I mean, you, you really got a, a sense that like if those two guys are not going to be playing for the foreseeable future, which I mean, Kelsey has 10 days to heal again. So you would think that he's going to come back, but even Melissa Stark's report last night on the broadcast was like, Chris Jones says he's not going to sit out the whole year. So if you're saying that it's like, eventually I'll just come back. What kind of leverage are you giving yourself? If you're like, yeah, probably come (laughs) back like irrespective of what they decide to do. Like, I found that to be very strange because if you're if you're trying to make a contract and you're holding out, like why give yourself a timeline? Just be like, yeah, I'm not coming back until they give me what I'm worth. Doesn't make any sense. But they need they need those two guys desperately. Or they didn't look like last night the Kansas City Chiefs that we no. have become accustomed to. And 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 uh, also big brain uh, moves by Andy Reid at different times. Like why with 
over two minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Are you going for it on fourth and 25, which they almost got, by the way, but Sky Moore again, kind of, kind of a drop. I don't know if it's classified as a drop, but almost. But there's no need to go for it on fourth and 25 mm-hmm. with three timeouts. Like, punt the ball away. You know the Lions are going to run it three times. Use the two-minute warning. Use your three timeouts. Get the ball back. Worst-case scenario, you're down an additional three points, down 24-20, and you have Patrick Mahomes. Like, Yeah, I, this is a game where I would have – like, I never felt that it was going to – I mean, I felt that the Lions could win this. We talked about it yesterday, but – I mean, in my heart of hearts, I was like, oh, you know, it's the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes. And that's the type of game where he puts this team on his back and he finds a way through it. But it just felt like everyone was a little out of sync yesterday. And Mm -hmm. I understand the first game of a season, you know, there are things you're working through. You don't have your all-star player. You're trying to share the ball. But it just, it was a disappointing, if you were there at that game, you pay a lot of money to go watch this team raise their banner. You're playing a team with the Dolphins that, I know. I'm sorry, the Dolphins, the Lions. It's hard to also talk and watch this game. Your Canada's down 14. I got to start just, in the fourth quarter, just stop looking at the television. Um, it's definitely hard. Uh, the Lions are the team with all the hype, but if you're the Chiefs, you know you're a better team. Uh-huh. But the way that they just it just failed to execute, everyone seemed out of sync. You know, you didn't have the Patrick Mahomes doing the Patrick Mahomes stuff. Andy Reid with the questionable calls. No Travis Kelsey. Probably like a... a pretty low start of a season, but if there's any team you can count on bouncing back and finding a way through it, I do believe in the Chiefs to be able to do that. Obviously, this is game one of the season, folks. Um, but credit to the Lions, because if they find a little momentum from this, that's the flip side of it. The Lions are getting all this public love and excitement, and we talked about how yesterday how it's it's, you know, it's more than that now. You can't just be fun and win a couple games, right? Mm-hmm. This is like growth opportunity. And to start out the way they started out, like they've got to be playing, feeling pretty damn good. Um, <clears throat> who do they have next week? Because if they oh, Seahawks, yeah, I, and the Falcons. I first of all, Rodney Harrison made a, a point on the broadcast before the game that it just like the vibe felt off mm. in Kansas City. Yeah, and well, there's a lot that, of things that's going your on, point. Yeah. Yes, your point. Everything felt a little bit off. It was banner night. It was supposed to be like a celebration, but the fact that Kelsey and Jones weren't playing was really weird. And and they haven't lost like any home openers in a long yeah, time. Yeah, eight straight uh, before last night. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, who doesn't get enough credit for the way he has performed in the last couple of years, even with the Rams too. But now the Lions, Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't even said his name yet, and he's winning. Yeah, like I was already talking about Jameer Gibbs and how electric he is. Yeah. Like Jared Goff is the quarterback of this team, and if they're going to go anywhere of significance, he's going to have to be the star. And he's now gone 359 pass attempts without an interception. Mm. That is the third longest streak wow. in NFL history. See? He's just very unassuming. He's very unassuming. He, and he made get, some great throws. Yes, he, does. He, like, he doesn't get all the public hype. He's as not flashy. Every, yeah, he's just a guy that does his business. Yeah, like a couple of the throws he made to Amon Ross St. Brown when it, when it really mattered were like massive. And to have a guy that's playing at that consistent level doesn't turn the ball over, that's what you need. Because I think you also saw from the Lions, like they had a really, really good draft. Mm-hmm. Like a really good draft. Um, and when you have that amount of talent, especially on the defensive side too, and the offensive line is really good, like there's, there's, you just need to be good. You don't even need to be great. Just be good. And Jared Goff has been better than good for the Lions in his tenure so far. So uh, things looking up 
for the Detroit Lions, which is honestly, as a fan of the game, refreshing to see. Yes, I want something good to happen for that team. Last year at the end of the the season when they went 8 for 10, the final 10 weeks of the season, that was a fun team to cheer for. Like, do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. But do I want them to have a good competitive year and actually prove some people? Like, the Lions have lioned for so long. They're a tortured fan base as well. I have a little bit of uh, respect for the, the fans that kind of go through that. So early on, it's game one of the NFL season, but uh, certainly some promise that this might be a little bit different for this team. Uh, I'm not seeing much promise from Canada right now, uh, unfortunately, folks. Yeah, it's not looking good. Down 14 with eight minutes left. You don't think the Lions could be Super Bowl contenders? No, Jesse. No, just flat no. I do not think the Lions could win the Super Bowl this year, no. It's interesting. Do you think the Lions could win the Super Bowl this year? Well, I, I think they, they had a diminished Chiefs team, so I don't want to read too, too much into it, obviously. but I don't think they won that game on, like, if you're circling huge points of confidence, I'm not coming out of that waving, I'm not, you know, putting on my Lions jersey today. I I do think I the Chiefs that. failed to execute and they lost that game. I'm also going to pump the brakes a little bit and just be sure that I'm not calling one team Super Bowl champs after one week, but I mean, I feel like they can have a better season than last year. <laughs> I, I look at their schedule, and I, I really think that they have... Is it favorable? It's favorable. Like okay. they, have, they have some potential here. Like, you go Seahawks, Falcons, Packers, Panthers, Bucks without Brady, mm-hmm. Ravens is a tough game, Raiders, Chargers, Bears, Packers again, like, Saints. Like, they could win a lot of games. They could win the division. And if you win the division, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I will give you $500 if the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl. $500. Yeah, I'm going to shake your hand right here. We have video okay. cameras. Okay. Here you go. Ready? $500. $500. Okay, they don't get put real, in prime time real, five times this year for no money. reason. Like not Canadian Tire money. I'll give you $500 but Canadian But what do you dollars. get if they don't? Nothing. Okay. I'm not How take would that you bet. pay me back for the coffees that I've bought you this week? That's it. That's fine. I already told you I'm going to get you all next week. I just had to get one thing off. That's fine. Yeah. No, now I, now I think... everybody knows that you've been buying my coffee but it's, for you know, me it's and delivering just, it's it. Convenient. Not only buying the coffee for me, well, but you're delivering the guest it this week, to me. So, I, you know, I, I think you deserve to have a fresh, hot coffee every day, every you know, morning waiting for you. Tell the people what it was like today. I don't even do that for Justin. I, tell the people what it was like today. Yeah. You walked in. You had your headphones in. I was carrying, co- two carrying two coffees. coffees. Balancing, large coffees, balancing by the way. The, the, the phone <laughs> on two coffees. My hands were absolutely melting. The, they were flaming. the game on your phone. Yeah, like, on the coffees. This is me walking in. <laughs> oh, here's your coffee, Jesse. How are you? I'm like a little intern delivering my coffee to you. Uh, but you deserve it. You know, we're grinding. I really, grinding. I really do appreciate it. It's been, it's been lovely. It yeah, helps sustain me every the morning. The Friday so. of a week of this, um, an absolute blast. A couple days for you next week as well. Yeah. Uh, Friday's always just fun. You know, just a little, a little unhinged. Um, Canada down 15. Six and a half minutes <laughs> You're really left. rattled by this, eh? Well, I just got to give people updates. Oh, they just, uh, just got two points. Um, I will say RJ Barrett has gotten better throughout this tournament, which is important. But, I mean, they need Shea to to really put the team on his back. We've been talking about how Shea's the best player in this tournament. And if he's not noticeable, every time I look up at this television, we're in a bad spot. Um, They had at one point no starting players on the court because of foul trouble. I just saw, and a lot of people are up tweeting out. So shout out to all of our Sportsnet colleagues that are up um, online because they're giving us stats live. Canada somehow had 23 
fouls in three quarters and Serbia only had 16. Like, yeah. that's pretty lopsided. As I said, I'm not going to be one of those people that complain about the refs in every call. Certainly a lot of them were deserved, but 23 to 16 is a massive, massive difference. Uh, pretty hard thing to overcome. Weird that you think, like, or what we're told and what we've seen, I guess, through the majority of this tournament is that, like, the the international game is physical. Like, they don't call as many fouls. Like, you're allowed to play yeah, that's... tougher and hand check and all this stuff, and, and not not today. You can't touch. You can't touch the guy with the ball in today's game. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, okay, so Blue Jays back in action tonight. Uh, something to look forward to. Dan Schulman will be doing both this morning and tonight. Seven oh seven first pitch against the Royals. Huge three game set. Uh, we've talked about how important the stretch is at nauseum for the Blue Jays. Um, mm. Consecutive consecutive series in a row against teams under five hundred and. You're getting one of the worst in the entire MLB today. The Kansas City Royals roll into town. Uh, you, there's just, for me, there's no option but to sweep these guys. You haven't swept a series in any of these low, lowly opponents today. Get it off on the right foot. It's the Kansas City Royals. I don't know how else to put it. Politely, they suck. And you are in a spot where you need to win baseball games. You need to stack together wins. One thing that's frustrated me the most with the Blue Jays is that it's two steps forward, one step back, and then one step <laughs> no forward doubt. and three steps back. And uh-huh. there's been no momentum. There's been no winning streaks. There's been – the Blue Jays haven't had a five-game winning streak, I think, till since April. Like, they have not strung together strong performances. And you look at other teams in this league, the Mariners, the Braves, they can go on – 10, 11 game streaks where they look like the best teams in baseball. When's the last time that you watched the Blue Jays team um, like seriously thought that they are one of the best teams in baseball? Not this year. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta you gotta get hot at the right time, but there hasn't been a sign for me that the Blue Jays can string together some wins, and this is a perfect time to do it. You win three at home against the the Royals. And then we all know next week against the Rangers are the most important four-game set that you've played so far this season. What better way to get into that Rangers series than to win three in a row at home, build that momentum. You know the Rogers Center is going to be slammed when the Rangers come into town. And if you're looking to build, if you won three in a row, you looked for the fourth, you, like a streak. A streak means a lot to a team. A streak means a lot to a clubhouse. It would mean so much to a fan base to be coming down to the Rogers Center on Monday after the three-game series knowing the team is in a good spot. So, like, yeah, I don't usually put absolutes, but this is an absolute sweep. Must need to be a sweep for the Blue Jays. You think it's an, a must-need? Yeah, it is a must-need. <laughs> A must need is if that's a if that's a proper phrasing. Yeah, must must sweep. A must sweep for me. I mean, it was it's not good enough. What are they seven and five on the stretch so that's far? Right. Yep. Seven and five against the worst teams in baseball. You've been gifted the easiest schedule out of basically anyone in the MLB right now. Right when you need it against teams that are garb garbaggio, <laughs> and the Rangers are literally giving you. A wild card spot. They're like saying, handing it to you on a saying, silver you know platter. What? I don't know if we want to play baseball in October. I want to go on vacay. I'm done. Uh, Here you go, Blue Jays. So, yeah, it's a must sweep for me. That's simply put. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to. I, yeah, I know the face you just made. I, I get that. Uh, but there are positive trends. Like highest average of runners in scoring positions since August the 2nd. 
That is a positive trend. It doesn't trend. feel that way, but the, yeah, the, it is a stat. That is a that is a trend. You can't deny that that is a factual stat. You cannot but deny. The eyes do I, not believe the factual stat. I, I get it. The last <laughs> game against the A's was not good, awful. But when you look at the pitching matchups, like the if you say Kikuchi going, Kevin Gossman, Jose Barrios, like everything lines up for you to demolish a Kansas City Royals team oh, who can't score. Can't forty-four pitch, and ninety-seven. Can't really do anything, and just don't press. I think that's something that I would I would mm. be concerned about if you're the Toronto Blue Jays. And you know, I don't know how much they pay attention to the outside noise. Uh, I think it's probably human to go to your phone and check your notifications from time to time. But they're probably feeling the heat from the fan base. We're like, how are you seven and five over this stretch? It's ridiculous. Team's so talented. Should be in the postseason. What's wrong with the offense? The, what's even the bullpen struggled in the last couple of weeks? Like there are a lot of things that if you want to look at this team and and pick on them for it, they're right there. And it's been the same way the whole season. So I just, if I'm the Toronto Blue Jays, you got to make a very concerted effort to not try and do too much. Like we're kind of seeing it to make a parallel a little bit with Canada in this game. Like it felt like from the get-go, everyone was, every one person was trying to do too much to get them back in the game once they were down. Like they were trying to get 12 points back in one possession. And if I'm the Toronto Blue Jays, you can't go up in the batter's box and try and win the game in one at bat. And oftentimes it feels like that's what they're getting themselves into and they're pressing. Just don't press. You're playing a really bad team. And over the span of nine innings, you should win. If you, Mm -hmm. if the cream rises, if the talent is good enough, which it should be. It's a fine line because it's my diatribe for the day. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Uh, it is a fine line. This Blue Jays team obviously knows the high expectations. When they are asked about it in spring training, they said they want to win a World Series. They want to be a World Series team. I am certainly confident that they're aware of their sh- shortcomings and they're aware of the opportunity sure, at yeah. hand. They're aware that this is a fight for the wild card and that they have been given some gifts here by the scheduling gods and the Texas Rangers gods. And they, 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 there is something about pressing. It's like gripping your stick too tight. It's like going up there trying to hit a home run to the moon. And I feel like we've seen that with Vladdy. And I I just like, I feel like we can kind of just eliminate him from the conversation because whatever we get from him feels like gravy. But the rest of this team, like that's why you have vets though. And having no Brandon Belt in the lineup, Brandon Belt, Brandon, Brandon Belt. Having no Brandon Belt in the lineup in the last little while, I think we've really felt it because he's a veteran voice. He's a guy with like such stoic leadership abilities. He goes out there. He goes out there and does his thing. And then he's a little funny after about MVP, but he goes out there, does his thing. Matt Chapman is also a veteran on this team, right? Whether he's been performing offensively or not, having someone around that has put their time in helps. We have a lot of young guys right now in the roster, and it's kind of flipped completely (laughs) in terms of probably their, like, energy level at times. But when it comes down to winning games and not choking up and getting way, way in your head, sometimes it's good to have veteran voices around. Mm -hmm. I will say I, I don't. I don't know what you do when Matt Chapman comes back and Brandon Belt comes back and you have some of these young guys performing. Like some interesting roster decisions will loom, but it looks like Bo Bichette could be back this weekend. And that would be huge. Yeah. I want to subscribe to your they have to sweep thing because if you look at the schedule, this is the last quote unquote easy team that they play. Jesse. This is it. Like you go Rangers, Red Sox, Yankees, Rays. 
Yankees and while the Yankees are, are no, not the only one to do right it now about. is win. Yeah. Like exactly. figure it out. Do you, are you losers or are you going to try to make a push? They have a 0.01% chance at the playoffs, yeah. but they don't care. All of a sudden they're red hot. Right. So when all year you've been taking care of business against non-division opponents, like now is the time to truly capitalize on that Mm -hmm. 65 and 38 against non-division opponents this season, 12 and 25 against AL East opponents. Like the Royals are so bad and they're even worse than anything on the road, like 291 winning percentages. They're just awful. You have to, you have to sweep. But let me ask you this. I think they're the worst road team, are they not? Yeah. Yeah. By a a significant margin. So there's my sweep narrative. Is this the most frustrating Blue Jay season you've ever seen because and i understand that they clearly are not the worst blue jays team that Mm. you know we've seen in our time in sports media clearly but relative to expectations i think i think matters when it comes into this conversation because like when your team is bad there's just apathy like nobody cares at that point and everybody knows that this is going to be a garb season exactly garb is the word obviously watch canada lose this game uh, the the early 2010s yeah um but in the early 2010s I mean, the vibe was that this team was going to be bad and the attendance was poor. Nobody cared until 2013 they made those trades. Exactly. And And so I think maybe just, you're right. We were a victim of our expectations a bit this year, right? We thought that this team would come out, win the division was the the goal, like kind of the bare minimum goal so far. That's been out of reach since the first month of the season. Mm. So since then, we've been looking for like clawing for positives, clawing for momentum, thinking, okay, if this player gets hot, is someone going to have a... um, a record year, a personal record-setting year. Uh, remember Matt Chapman came out and we thought he was going to be the best player in baseball? We thought, oh, there's no way we'll afford his contract. Now we're like, mm, we're okay not affording his contract because we don't want him on this team anymore. <laughs> it was nuts in April. It has been certainly frustrating, but victim of your expectations, I don't know if I'd rather cheer for a team that you know is going to suck and that they have no hope this year and you're kind of nonchalant about it. Oh, well, how are the Blue Jays doing? And I haven't, haven't watched in a while. Like, I, I yeah, they're kind of middle of the pack, whatever. Or a team where you know they have absolutely every puzzle piece to be a World Series championship team and they are just squandering the opportunity. Like, would you rather have everything you want in the palm of your hand just not clicking yet? And in the back of your mind, Jesse, they haven't played their best baseball yet. So mm-hmm. there's your positive spin. Hey, they're headed into the most important part of the season. Maybe they turn it on or a team where you're just like, I don't, I couldn't care less. Like Oakland athletics. Like how many people really are following that team? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not that many. A lot of dogs, but they had 3, not, 000 fans. not actual uh, humans. I mean, I'd rather have the talent Yeah, and so be would frustrated I. with the team. So would I. And I completely understand the frustration. Like I am frustrated watching them because it's like when you have so much potential, it's like, why can't you just capitalize on it? But at the same time, I, I, I recognize and I think people, you know, sometimes will accuse us of looking at things through rose-colored uh, glasses to, to maybe drum up interest in the team, but they they have the opportunity. It's literally right there in front of them. They're in a playoff spot. It's right there, and they have one of the best starting rotations in baseball. The bullpen has been one of the best bullpens in all of baseball all year long. Of course, there are tons of negatives watching this team. We've talked about that ad nauseum. But if they get in, they have literally as good a chance as any other team that did not have a bye to get into the postseason. Mm-hmm. You could say they should have had a bye. They have the talent to get them. I understand that. That is disappointing. But once they get in, if they get in, and they, I believe they will get in, they have as good a chance as any team yeah. to win season. the World Series. That's literally. It. It's a new season. Because of the way that the roster makeup mm-hmm. is. So, yeah, you just you just wonder, like, 
do they do they believe like some people mm. believe? Do they believe in the room that they have the potential to win? And I think when push comes to shove and you have the the veteran leadership there, I think once you get in, you flip the page and you say, okay, now we're in. It's a new year, so to speak, and let's go. There's always something to be said about a team that has to fight and claw themselves into the postseason, a la the Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. that literally last year had no hope the month before the playoffs, found a way to get hot, made their way into the playoffs, upset multiple teams on their way to a Stanley Cup final. The Blue Jays don't have the expectations, not even close, that the Panthers didn't have, right? The Blue Jays were expected to do more. Yeah. The Panthers were not. But you can draw a parallel to a team that needs to fight their way into a playoff spot, and then you build on that. There's a lot you can learn, like, character-wise about a team in this stretch. And if the Blue Jays find the right pieces, the right the right voices in the locker room, I don't know. There is certainly hope that they can make a rush here, a run to the finish line, and build on that momentum. I mean, we've seen it so many time and time again in sports. The Phillies last year, perfect example. They weren't a team that people were really high on all season long. 87-75 when they got into the postseason. They just quietly worked their way through. Mm -hmm. And once you're in, you're in. So the Blue Jays have an opportunity uh, to help with that, this three-game set against the Kansas City Royals. Um, Unfortunately, I have to update you that the Canadian men's national team just lost to Serbia. They will be playing for bronze uh, Sunday at 4.45 a.m. I think a little bit less people will be up for that one, uh, either against the United States or Germany. It's disappointing. I mean, this game was out of reach pretty early on. Serbia's crying. Can we change change the channel now? I don't watch this. Okay, I get it. You guys play in all these tournaments. Uh, But you know what? We had a... It's it's bittersweet. You know, like, I think a good question is, like, is this disappointing? Canada already has the best ever showing they've had at the FIFA World Cup. They're going to uh, get a medal. Or they're going to play for a medal. <laughs> yeah, they're going to play gonna for play bronze. For, yeah, yeah. So either way, they've, ne- they've never got this far in the tournament. That's their best ever finish. But it felt like something was brewing with this Canadian team that was really special, that they could take down anyone. They were going to get to the gold medal game. Maybe they'd play the United States, and they'd, they would make this tournament not only one to remember because they clinched an Olympic berth, but that, that they did, they stood on top of the podium. And they fall to Serbia, and it was a tough one with the foul trouble, and I think it was a disappointing one for many. But is the tournament disappointing now? I don't I don't think I can say that. No, I, I don't think so. And part of the reason I say that is is you look at the quality of this tournament. Like, there's going to be, I think, Americans now that, that look at this and say, oh, Canada lost to Serbia. They were never, never, never serious. But the Americans lost to Lithuania. Like, that's how deep this tournament is. And I think you get into a game, one game scenario, win or go home. And, I mean, Canada did lose to Brazil, too. And things did not start right for Canada right off the hop here. It was mm-hmm. a bit of a different environment in the way the officials called the game. On point, it was 23 to 16 in terms of fouls. I don't know how it finished, but that really put Canada behind the eight ball. They could never really establish a flow when Shea got uh, into early foul trouble. I mean, he's your best player. And not having your best player being able to take over the way that he has so far in this tournament really hurts your flow. And yes, we've talked about the depth of this Canadian team, but having Shea and Dylan in that kind of foul trouble that early is going to throw you off. So it's not, it's not an excuse. That's just the way it goes. When it's one, when it's one game, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing could happen. And 
I mean, you, you take your wins, and, and your wins have gotten you to now the Olympics, yep. and you got as far as you, you have ever gotten before. And so definitely learned a lot about your team on this run, yeah. right? Like this is a first ever opportunity for Jordy Fernandez to coach this team. You had a lot of your superstars there. You're still missing some. Jamal Murray will be on that team moving forward. You might yep. have other faces too. So if you're looking for positives, it's that Canada fought tooth and nail to get to a semifinal against Serbia who played better than them. They outplayed them and foul trouble got in the way. So two things can be true they there. They could have used Jamal today. They could have used Jamal today. And think about it. Serbia doesn't have their best player either. So you eliminate yep. those two together. And Serbia played better. They had better depth. They were more physical. They shot the ball better. And Canada lost fair and square. And they had foul trouble that was questionable at times, right? So I think we can be disappointed with that. Um, but yeah, Canada is going to the Olympics. Uh, this is a historic tournament nonetheless. I think you can feel both ways about it. Um, I feel a lot of hope about this team, though. I still feel For sure. that we're going to be watching them throughout the next year um, with a lot of anticipation for Paris, knowing that they're a team that's not going to settle, right? I think that they're going to have super, super high expectations for this team come next year, and they should. They have one of the best players in the world on their roster. They have a lot of NBA talent on this roster. When they played the last, how many games have they played at this tournament? Five games? They had more NBA talent and depth than most teams they played against. They just ran into a better team today. Serbia was better. They're harder to play against. And Canada fell short. Uh, 95-86 semifinal loss to Serbia. Well, if there's one thing that I would like to see happen now, I really hope the Americans lose. <laughs> and it could be a yeah, so is that, can, do you Canada, play, U.S. Like, yeah. ah, who cares? Who cares about the gold medal at that point? You just want to beat the Americans. I mean, Germany's undefeated. They're headed to play the United States around 830, I believe, today. So, oh, They've been the best team in the tournament without question, Germany. And Dennis Schroeder has been fantastic despite his uh, four, for for last tw- game. four for 26. Did you see him on social media? Yeah, He's like, yeah. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> I'm like, at least you can laugh about it. Four for 26 from the field last game. Uh, oh, for eight from three. And obviously he's uh, now a Toronto Raptor. So mm-hmm. Raptors fans are going to keep their eyes peeled when yeah, he takes on the United States a little bit later today. But yeah, clearly the goal is uh, a gold medal or it became a gold medal. I think probably at the, the beginning of the tournament, the goal was uh, a birth in the Olympics. They accomplished that. But now I think you still want the bronze. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you still want the bronze. If you and if you come against the Americans, it'd be very sweet. You go home with a bronze medal, you hang that up on your wall, it's more motivation that you were this close. You fell short, and it could have been gold. You could have changed the color. Like, remember that was the motto of the Canadian women's soccer team at the Olympics? Change yeah. the color of the medal? They could have that same mentality. Um, all right, let's take a break. We'll get into more FIBA basketball wrap-up um, reflections with Michael Grange. He's currently on our television screen. He's going to come down or up here, I guess, uh, at 8 a.m. Charles Davis will join us at 7. The Lions take down the Chiefs. Uh, some people predicted it. Some people wanted to believe it, and it did happen. Sarah Nurse at 7.30. She signed as one of the inaugural players of the new PWHL Toronto mm. team. It would be great to get her perspective on why she picked Toronto because... She had multiple offers for different teams um, in this free agency period. And Ben Nicholson-Smith will join us at 8.30 to tee up this series against the Royals. Uh, That is must-win baseball for the Blue Jays. But we'll take a break, and we'll do the A-list on the other side. Fan Morning Show with Jesse and Ailish. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Now, it's time for hey, yo. the A-List. Bing bong! Bing bong! Bing bong! What's up, baby? Uh-oh. Friend of the show, Joey Chestnut, is down bad. We had Joey on before the home opener of the Blue Jays, or sorry, the first inaugural Tooney, Toon, yeah. Looney Dog Tuesday. And we had him on the show, and I said, hey, Joey, like, how many dogs should I eat? And he's like, I think you can go one per inning. And I said, I'll shake on it, Joey. And I was wearing my hot dog costume, and I said, I'll see you there. We'll go, we'll go dog for dog. He said, we'll go dog for dog. Show up at the ballpark, nowhere to be found. Doesn't show up for our challenge. And I think since then, he's fallen off a little bit because... <laughs> it's not good that he didn't show up. He didn't show up. He's scared. And polite. I think it's because he's losing his edge a bit. Yesterday okay. or this past weekend, Yeah. Joey Chestnut was dethroned as the Buffalo Wing Champion of the World. What? An Australian... Dude, <laughs> literally, he's a dude. Okay. James Webb of Sydney, Australia, beat Joey Chestnut at the National Buffalo Wing Festival over Labor Day weekend in Buffalo, where the Buffalo Bills play with Joey Chestnut, Mister America. He beat him James with a Webb. with a world record seven two hundred and seventy six Buffalo wings, two hundred and seventy six Buffalo wings in twelve minutes, two seventy six in twelve minutes. He beats. The goat, Joey Chestnut, who only consumed 240 wings. Joey doesn't lose to things. He doesn't lose any competition. He finishes second, and it wasn't even close. I. It's there's something I, I don't know. Maybe it's time to start. It's the Alish curse. It's starting to. If he had challenged me on the Looney Dog Tuesday, then maybe he would have been primed and ready for this Labor Day competition, but. This Australian dude was stunned. He goes, the fact I beat Joey Chestnut, even saying it out loud, it blows my mind. He's the GOAT. I idolize the guy. He's such a good dude. I cannot believe I beat him. They raised my hand in the air, and I was shocked. I didn't even know what to do. James Webb. Isn't that the name of the telescope? I think that guy did something, something like that. Yeah, I think it, it is. He, it is. The telescope. Anyways, that's not him. It's but. definitely not him. It's yeah. not the telescope guy. <laughs> it's not but named after the chicken wing I just got to say, I mean, maybe karma, you know? <laughs> I, Joey Chestnut didn't... Okay, I'm looking at it now. Here, here are some of the, the statistics. The article is phenomenal if you look up. Um, the guy Joey just, he can't it. believe it. So uh, he gobbled up an incredible average of 23 wings per minute. Tw- 23 wings per minute. His technique Ooh. is to put the entire wing in his mouth, then pull out the end. Oh, swiftly, that's how you got to do it. Swiftly uh, denuding the bone yeah, with that, his teeth like exactly a primitive it. god of gastronomic brutality. Sorry, say that last sentence again. The primitive god. <laughs> denuding the bone with his teeth like a primitive god of gastronomic brutality. That is incredible literature right there. He quickly mashes the delectable spicy meat bits left behind into a semi-digestible form before swallowing. Okay, I do have to say in Joey Chestnut's defense, this is not his specialty. He is a hot dog eating No excuses for Joey. He holds the world champion record for I I think over 25 different competitions. Yeah, but the the crown jewel is It doesn't matter. He wins every... He doesn't enter a competition to lose. He's like, oh gee, I don't shoot to miss. 
You think he was actually afraid of you? Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't bear to challenge me. He was scared. He probably checked your Twitter and was like, "Wow, she's this girl, serious this girl about the loony dogs." Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, if he had challenged me, maybe things would go differently. So, Joey Chestnut no longer the champ of the wing competition. James Webb, the telescope man, <laughs> wins the chicken wing competition. Uh, okay, here's another one for you. Uh, Jeannie Bouchard used to be uh, one of Canada's great tennis stars. She has now defected to the Professional oh. Pickleball League, ah. the PPA Tour, the latest tennis player to decide, no, I'm going to retire from tennis and play pickleball. Uh, officially announced this yesterday. She'll be joining Jack Sock, who is an American that was also yep. good and decided that, no, I'm going to play pickleball now. Um it's pretty incredible that this is really catching on. And they can make a lot of money because it's like you're the face of pickleball now. Uh, but decided that she's going to join the tour in 2024. And I don't even know what the tour entails. I don't really know if how much like money that you can make on tour, but she'll make you'll be the face of it. So you'll make sponsorship deals and stuff. And pickleball seems to not be going away. But yeah, I guess that unclear like we're hearing conflicting reports if she's going to still try to play tennis but i mean she hasn't really been yeah playing she, much tennis well she was an excellent uh analyst during mm-hmm. the roger the yes. national bank open presented, presented by rogers, by rogers. Nice. Love it. nailed it uh have you played pickleball before yes it was outstanding it, it is fun i i do i hear or um i don't know if i hear but i see that there are like many injuries related to pickleball what? Because it's like uh, your you ankles, know, maybe your ankles, your Achilles, your knees. Because it's, it's really a lot of no like different than like mo- movements. Eh. Do you think the pickleball is here to stay? Because like I understand it as this a recreational summer, it sport. Blew up. Like we could go play a pickleball right now. That's a totally normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. But to have a professional league, it's like on ESPN and stuff. People don't mm-hmm. not gonna watch pickleball. Well, there's lots on the Ocho, right? Yeah, there's even spike ball on. Sometimes in the summer in the Yeah, yeah. but like I'd rather watch slam ball than watch pickleball. They don't do anything. I agree. I think the pickleball is probably the most fastest growing sport that I I hear about. My friends playing, uh, a lot of older people getting into pickleball. That's what I mean. That's why I get the injuries. No offense to the older people. but Um, Nonetheless, I I wonder about this endeavor because you're right. Like I don't know where you can go on the pickleball national tour. Like is it going to make an Olympic berth one day? I have no idea what the ceiling for pickleball is. But nonetheless, Jeannie Bouchard is the latest signing in the Professional Pickleball Association. <laughs> Imagine like one day we wake up and like Novak Djokovic is going to he's the like, pickleball. He's like, I'm, ret- I'm retiring from tennis <laughs> to be the face of pickleball. I I'm think at win that point, thirty Grand Slams yeah, in pickleball. He's like, I'm making a. I, I've already won enough here. I'm going to start dominating. Starting pickleball. in January, I'm going to win the Australian Open yeah. of pickleball. I wonder if they'll start doing stuff like that where they'll make like um, a tour. And I should have. I don't know if they've even. This is new, right? If they're going to start playing tournaments that are like. The U.S. Open yeah, the, of yeah, pickleball, the Pro Tour of pickleball, the Wimbledon is what it is. of pickleball. Uh, nonetheless, uh, go Genie, go! Um, best of luck in your endeavors. We're gonna take a break and talk <laughs> to Charles Davis after the Lions upset the Chiefs. Uh, what does this mean for the reality of a Kelsey-less, Chris Jones-less team, and how long can they sustain? Uh, people not being able to catch the ball. Probably an important part of football. Charles Davis after the break. 